Hello, I'm your co-host, Chad Prevost, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Big Self Podcast, a short segment where Shelly and I dish on something we've been learning or struggling to learn a little better during the coronavirus pandemic when we're all, for the most part, trying to lay low and flatten the curve. Shelly, it's great to have you by my side here Hi, this Friday. Honey. It's good to be here. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, of course. We're so, oh, and and our son decided to start mowing right as we we're podcasting. Literally as we start. Wow. That's awesome. Just crank it up. Well at least he's mowing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I suppose I'm going to let this one go right now and just go with it. Because uh, part of this is the very one of the very ideas that I've been learning, Shelly. Um <laughs> Is going Just to, keep going. It's okay. Fine. All right. Um, is this idea of like how we're, you know, like while we're all stuck at home, we're kind of just all of us are kind of becoming a little more authentic, a little bit more honest. Um, I've been seeing uh, that pattern playing out kind of broadly. Um, for instance, like your 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 hair color and and <laughs> like right, it's just your authentic hair color is um, two tone is the new look <laughs> is coming out neck beard for men perhaps. Um, and, uh, you know, but I think seriously, one of the authentic things as we're interrupted in our zoom calls from, you know, kids or dogs or cats, and you just have to go with it. And it's just kind of that authentic self that we're being. Um, one thing too, is I think a lot of us in the absence of being, um, uh, in our remote work or the absence of being in our actual physical locations at work, that we're not as reliant on that outward, uh, praise, uh, that like validates a lot of our, uh, self-worth. <clears throat> um, so, and, uh, one, one more thought before we talk about, I know you're wanting to get to a topic. I concluded this week, um, a book called uh, a short book on the topic of calm called uh, what did you expect what do you expect and it's, that you wrote yeah you didn't read it you wrote it I said I read it <laughs> I said you completed a book oh right okay um, I, com- I I finished writing a short book on that concept and I've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks well this week I started the second book in the series on building self-knowledge a fascinating topic and uh, you know it's hard you know Shelly you know this but I don't know if it, do you think everybody knows that it's in- unbelievably incredibly hard to actually really know yourself do people know that yeah um, I think to varying degrees. Yeah. I Why think- do you think it's so hard? Like we can even know others, but we, it's hard to know ourselves just off the top of your head. Because it's a very, it's a, it's a practice. It's a process and that it's not something that can happen in a vacuum. Um, it requires a lot of self-confrontation, but also like vulnerability and yeah. that we crave that feedback loop. Um, we want to know how we are seen by others and that either validates how we see ourselves or it challenges how we see ourselves. Yeah. And that level of vulnerability, I think is really, we crave it and we abhor it because it's so uncomfortable. Like to, to be known how we are seen by others is really, it's a, it's a, it's a conflict and think so most people avoid it. And so we never really fully know 
who we are? Good answer. And I have some follow-up thoughts to it, but um, it might be related to what you're wanting to talk about as well. Well, yeah. um, I just got off the call this morning with uh, my inner circles group. So I run a group every week um, that's a coaching group, but it's more of just a sharing kind of um, process group is the way I would call it. And we talked about imposter syndrome today. And it's a topic that I've been really interested in and kind of uh, researched and kind of dove into over the last few months. And and it's really, uh, it's amazing how we experience this in so many different ways. And a couple of the ways that we talked about today is this idea of, uh, would it be helpful for me to read the yeah, definition? Let, why don't you okay. give us a little bit of a definition of imposter syndrome? It's a trendy word that's been used uh, interestingly enough, I've, I've heard it for, you know, a, a good part of 2019. There was a lot of people, you know. Well, the, the concept was coined in 1978, mm-hmm. actually out of the University of Kentucky. Uh, the professor there wrote a paper and called it imposter syndrome. It is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of your competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all they have achieved. And so it's really this, um, do you want to keep going or pause? Just keep going. Okay. It's this idea that we can never fully embrace our own accomplishments and we've convinced ourselves that we're not worthy of of what we've accomplished and that somehow we're frauding other people. And so there's a different way, a few different ways that this comes out that I've seen it. One is this idea of hiding. Um, another is an idea of kind of being inauthentic. And, and then one of them is, um, you know, my favorite quote by Thomas Merton, which, you know, most people spend their entire lives climbing the ladder of success only to realize when they get to the top that they've climbed the wrong ladder. And so I think another form of this imposter syndrome is doing work you're not suited to do, climbing a ladder you're not called to climb. And so right. So there's, yeah, this idea that um, we kind of construct the ways we see ourselves um, based on kind of this false information that is even in our own heads. And so now that we're in this quarantine and how that's being experienced differently when we don't have the performing and the masks as much as we tend to when we're in work environments. Um, And funny enough, one of the things that came up, which I was like, gosh, it's so true. Like a lot of people are doing Zoom calls and they're doing, you know, conferences and summits online and they're presenting sometimes to hundreds of people online. Yeah. And you literally, you click out of the Zoom, you shut your laptop and it's crickets, it's silence. There's no, there's no kind of feedback loop. There's no sense of like validation or challenge or yeah. there's nothing. And so I think a lot of us that struggle with this imposter thing, like we're left to our own head and our own thoughts and are like, oh, what? like I have to self-evaluate. Like, oh, I need, I need somebody to help me process this. Like, how did that go? What do I do to improve it? And so it's really interesting now how it's, uh, it's taking a little bit of a different twist, this idea of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that's interesting. I, I think, um, and you know, I think a lot of women, um, you know, are, are more authentic about feeling imposter syndrome in the workplace. Yeah, but as you know, men and women experience it the same. Well, as you've told me based right. on research. So how do you experience imposter syndrome? Well, um, or have you experienced it? Hmm. I, you know, <clears throat> let's see. Well, I guess when I was in the logistics industry, you know, I was constantly being like confronted with the fact that I was no expert in it. Um, that my, you know, expertise came from out of that. I, I guess about expertise, I think that more and more our culture is learning that a lot of these external sources of validation are not necessarily credentializing anyway. Either you're good at something or you're not. There's a lot about a lot of that. But if I can just speak more broadly to what I think I generally see in men, um, you see a lot of um, ego. You know, you see a lot of big ego. Um, so that's a kind of a protective shell that people put around themselves when they're feeling particularly vulnerable and they give themselves that false sense of confidence. You see a lot of that in, in men. I don't know how often you see that in and women. Uh, and another thing I see, especially like in like a sales type of guy, um, it's, it's maybe not ego, but it's like a kind of a self delusion, like this overconfidence, which works if like, it's, it's like the, some of the people that I think are really actually pretty self blind and self deluded are actually some of the best salespeople because they can just get on there. And with just this exuberant confidence that is like assuring to the other party on the mm -hmm. other line, like it's, it, it, it works, it converts. Yeah. Um, so there, that's actually an example of how maybe self-knowledge is not necessarily <laughs> always in yeah. one's best interest, I and, guess. And there is, there is value in this imposter syndrome. Like sometimes I think it works. It works well for what do you mean by many that? people. You mean actually feeling like an imposter? Yeah. You mean? yeah. Or, or? I think, you know, the whole fake it till you make it, well, it yeah. works. And so I think a lot of people sometimes. will self-delude because they're like, this is working for me, even though I'm not, feeling authentic or I can't be really who I am, there is an outcome here that I, I want more. And so it's, it's working for a lot of people. I think though, I mean, I want to like check that a little bit. Like there is a lot of fake it till you make it with startups. And then it's kind of revealed that it was just all fake, like house of a house of cards. <laughs> I hate that saying so much. The fake it till you make it. Oh, well you, uh, you just used it. I know, but I, I, well, when I have been advised or coached to just fake it till you make it. Oh, like yeah. it makes me want to pull my hair out. Like, cause I just, <laughs> I think that to me that just like wreaks havoc <laughs> on your mental health yeah. uh, and it, and it speaks like directly to imposter syndrome. I, I mentioned on our call this morning, um, that to me, imposter syndrome is this kind of disavowing of who you really are in order to fit in or in order to belong, oh. which is an intrinsic need that humans have. And if it's interminable, and so we live in this space for this divided space for yeah. ever for so long, that's where resentment builds up. And then that's when we get burnout. And so I, I think that pattern, I see it over and over and over again. So in the short term, it works. I've definitely experienced that. In the then. long term, yeah. I think it wreaks havoc on 
cult company cultures. It wreaks havoc on on in, in personal mental health, on family well being, like all of these effects of simply not like living this divided life and not being not showing up who you really are takes its toll. Yeah. Well, um, I think that, um, you know, things have quieted down out there, haven't they? We can um, actually hear the, hear the crickets. Wow. <laughs> you just wanted to use your um, toy. I know. Uh, anyway, that is, thank you. I think, so we are learning about ourselves. I, my quote is, I think, therefore I am that famous, uh, philosophic, you know, notion from Descartes that is like, well, I do, I can validate that I am existing because I know that I think whatever it is I'm thinking, Right or wrong. <laughs> right. I'm um, thinking it. I am thinking it. And uh, and also George Carlin's follow-up, I think I am, therefore I am. I think. <laughs> I, I like that one. Nice. Um, anyway, those. that's it from us. That is what we are learning on our learning curve while also flattening the curve. Thanks so much, honey. Um, and let us keep searching for our authentic selves. Yes. Thanks for being here, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Self Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, join the community on Facebook at the Big Self Society. You can find us at big underscore self on Twitter. And we are also at the Big Self Society on Medium, where we feature and curate content on topics ranging from psychology to creativity and productivity. We'd love to hear from you. What show made an impact on your thinking, your habits, your decision-making, or anything else? And anyone you'd like us to reach out to and have on the show, let us know.